0: As Brad would say, so they're just like humans then, and that they just, they like to watch, they like to watch each other do it. (laughs) I guess. That's not just human nature, that's animal nature.
1: Yeah, but you know, you get some aggressive guys that, you know, guy comes up and wants to play with his lady, you know, he's going to get a little excited and things are going to go south.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. this is true. We've all seen the horror movies and the pornos that started that way (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) matt winters dave smith what's going on it's decoy dave heck yeah we're over here in in beautiful oregon and we're wondering how matt winters is doing uh
1: not too bad i guess
0: all right Are are you got you got time to talk? Oh, yeah. I got Mr. Cochran here. I got the pimp Mr. Cochran here. (laughs) Uh, What's up? What's up? What's up? You got your purple drink
1: in hand? I got another purple drink. Not that purple drink.
2: Oh, yeah. What kind of purple drink you got in your hand?
1: Purple grapefruit. or Purple. uh, It's just some uh, purple Concord grape juice.
2: What? That's it? It doesn't have any
0: alcohol in it, or, or or not a mega load of caffeine? Nope. Wow. Not this late in the day.
1: Gotta uh, go to bed tonight.
0: It's just sugar water, then.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Hummingbird feed. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right on. Uh, do you remember how Pimp Cochran got his name? Can't remember how he uh, how he got that. <laughs> well, I'll remind you. It was, and it was the most hilarious thing and i don't even know how or why it happened but you and i are just walking through this store in kansas and uh all of a sudden you just out of the blue for for no reason you're like hey we should buy this coat for, for brad oh i remember that was, was like a blue stem farm and ranch a big furry coat and then you're like yeah they will have to get him a big hat you know like a pimp like pimp cochran and then next thing you know it just took it just took off from there and it's We've never looked back. Now we're all pimps. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I was having to. It was colder, colder than I thought there in Kansas, and so I was having to go in there and buy some long johns.
1: Yeah, I do remember that.
0: Yeah, but we didn't want to buy the pimp, the pimp coat, and the pimp hat because it was. We didn't want to waste waste money. It was just fun enough thinking about it.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, someday it's going to happen.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> right. Right, Brad. <laughs>
2: right.
1: Okay, gotta catch him off guard and that's when it's going to strike up and get him the best.
0: Yep, yep. Brad, why don't you why don't you tell tell our audience who our friend Matt Winters is and what he does?
2: Matt Pimp Winters out of um Matt is it Emporia? Yep. Emporia, Kansas. Him and his right-hand man, Mr. Mister Heath. Oh, what was Heath's, Heath's last name again? Samuels. Samuels. These two yep. guys kill more shit in that part of Kansas than probably any two guys in the county. Uh, you're doing mostly turkeys, whitetails, and waterfowl and predominantly honkers, right?
0: Correct. Kansas Premier Outfitters. That would be it. That would be it. You guys have a great reputation. And we try. And you're great guys too. That's you, you usually try. don't get that combination. Usually some of the real killers are real assholes.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: You know, but but you guys kind of break the mold on that one. And you're you're shed hunting right now, right? Uh was was, until, until we got snow. snow. Well, you got them pretty good before the man. Started, I'll right? say
1: went out and scooped up 10. Uh, what was it? Four Friday evening, and then uh, me and Heath went out Saturday morning. I scooped up six, he scooped up four.
0: Wow. And then some of those bigger bucks, um, sheds are those ones that you had on camera last fall?
1: Uh, the big six by six, I got his uh set from last year.
0: Oh, okay. Well, have have you seen him?
1: I have not seen him. I did not get him on uh, camera at all this year.
0: That's amazing. So do you think he winters on your property and, and spends the fall some, fall or summer somewhere else?
1: Well, see, last year he got shot at. Oh. So I think uh, right there in that area where I usually pick up sheds. See, he wasn't there. He was on the other side of the farm. And we don't do anything on the other side of the farm. I think he uh, realized he got shot at, and that's not a good place to be.
0: Hmm, makes sense. So he went. You you have sort of a refuge area. Uh,
1: not not really on that farm. It's just a a piece that we don't hunt much. I mean, that's how. It's two big draws that run on this property, and Heath hunts the west draw. I hunt the east draw, but he hunts all the way down at the far south end of uh, the west draw. And up at the north end of his west draw, that's how I got to access it to get to my side. So, you know, we don't hunt up there. It's just basically a little travel corridor for me to get through. Okay. So I don't screw him up.
0: And how was your season last year?
1: It wasn't bad. You know, it it was tough, but, I mean, we knocked him out. I think two, three guys went home without deer, but they tried, and... They've all they all had the opportunity to kill, but you know, it's just stuff that they passed and figured they wanted bigger, so they choose the pass good deer to to try to shoot big deer. So yeah, I mean that's
0: good good for them. You can't, you know It is. Sh- yep. Not gonna shoot can't a big one if them. you don't make some take some chances, you know.
1: Exactly. I mean you can't shoot a one seventy if you shoot a one fifty.
0: Yep. And if you shoot a one fifty it's never gonna be a one seventy.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Gotta but that. it's
1: kind of hard to pass a good one hundred and fifty, especially if he's mature.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And nothing wrong with with doing that if he's mature. Nothing wrong with yep. shooting. Him. Yep.
1: Age over inches.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And um. So now, so what's next? Turkeys after shed.
1: Turkeys is correct.
0: And you're excited about that, aren't you?
1: Yes, I am. We're about a we're setting about a month away.
0: And what, are you seeing birds around?
1: Uh, actually, I have been. I've been seeing a bunch. All right. But now I haven't been out. I did see a bunch when I was out on the road today, all huddled up out there in the snow. But I checked a couple farms uh, this past, oh, on Saturday I ran up and checked out uh, one of the farms up by the lodge and uh, had a dozen longbeards out on it, so nice. that's a good sign.
0: And what about, are you doing any predator hunting? Uh, I I went out twice
1: and uh, no success.
0: No success.
1: It's just so much stuff going on right now. You know, we were trying to finish up the last few weekends of honker season. It was good, perfect time to shoot coyotes, but I'd rather shoot honkers.
0: Yeah.
1: So gave up on that. And then now it's just, it's a good time to shoot coyotes right now, but the wind's howling. So six to one, half a dozen to the other
2: yeah i hear you but now you're getting fired up for long beards right
1: yes i am
2: well it makes two of us man
1: i'm gonna try to get a youth or two right out of the gate
2: Mm -hmm. and for those who don't know um our good buddy matt here was the inspiration behind the white face jake and white face strutter
0: yeah so looking back tell us a little bit about that um how that all came about i know you made us uh make you a white faced strutter first where did the idea come from
1: just watching bird behavior you know sitting out there and you see birds dominant toms come out and they'd be out there with hens and you know they'd be off to the they'd have the hens off over here and then you'd have your other gobblers over here you know trying to get in there to that piece and then you'd watch them when they'd go slip over there with them hands and then that head just start turning white. And then it'd just be glowing like a softball out there. <laughs> and the next thing you would just see him get up on there. You see that hen lay down and you'd see him just walk right up on her back and do his thing. And then he'd get off her and then he'd go over there and strut next to another one or two. And what's that head? Just that head. When that head went white, man, it just magic birds would just come running to it and, just brought us on to something right
0: there yeah and it's and it's it's worked out really well and you killed a lot of birds that first season with almost exclusively using the the whitehead strutter that's, and nothing else right
1: yep that's all we use that white whiteface strutter and uh two to three hens and i mean it was magic okay. i mean we've seen it right first day out i mean birds wasted no time getting to us you know usually sometimes they're kinda of hesitant, you know, ready for a fight, but just kind of mosey on in. Nah, with that white face, it'd come running.
0: And you think that that's there's some urgency there for, for birds to come running in because they they realize that it is it's it's gonna be their, their only opportunity to kind of break it up or get a chance to breed themselves. Exactly. Right on Yeah,
1: I mean that's their chance right there that hey, he's fixing to get lucky. So let's go try to uh, fight them off and see if we can take her.
0: Yeah, right on. Now, some of our some of our listeners are going to be thinking, well, <clears throat> it sounds like it was really successful. Maybe, maybe they killed two or three toms or something like that with it with the first year. H- how did you guys do? Uh,
1: if I re- I can't remember the exact number, but it was around eighty three, eighty four, eighty five birds <laughs> oh, with it. And that's, that's all longbeards. Yeah, that's, that's good.
0: That's what I remember. I remember it was either the high 70s or low 80s and yeah it was
1: somewhere right around the low 80s
0: yeah that's that's amazing like it's hard for us in Oregon to comprehend that um because you know we'll we'll hunt a property where we're ex- we're excited because there is a single you know a single tom <laughs> and and we'll go you know we'll go set up and you know in hopes of getting that that single bird um it's just hard to fathom that many trickies but we've been there and I've hunted hunted with you and you know Brad has too and it is just the the sheer number of birds is just mind boggling
1: oh yeah and I mean there was multiple times where he, with shotguns you know have people out hunting with us and you know two longbirds come in bust one and you know the other one really wasn't in, in no hurry to leave and you know got him too wow that happened several times
2: well, I imagine it must have. I mean, I, how many days do you guys get to hunt out there in Kansas? You get about 60, don't you?
1: Yeah, it's two months, but you got to remember the first uh, week is youth and handicap. Okay. And, I, and the first year we ran whiteface, uh, I took my girlfriend's uh, nephew out, and uh, that's how that was the first start. I mean, he killed both of his longbeards right there that first morning right there. Birds pitched right off the roost right to us, and I mean we was done before the sun come up. And then we rolled into archery season, and that's where it got real fun.
2: Yeah, I um I tell you, I used one all last season, and I had, I'd say arguably the the best season for for decoying birds um ever. We no, we didn't kill eighty some odd birds, but um we killed I think fifteen over it. And just super exciting hunts, you know, birds coming in, really hot and aggressive, and um, just losing their mind.
1: Oh yeah, and seeing and then you got your other, you, you got your two year olds that's been beat up. I've had it multiple times where they will come in, they don't want to fight it, but they want to come in and strut around, you know. That's just, and plus you know it's with decoy placement, you know, we always put it away, face it away from us, and then we put a hen off to our left one straight out in front of him and one out to the right, you know, and it it leaves enough room right there where if another bird does come in, he can come up there and strut by one of the hands and figure, all right, you take care of them. I'll take care of her. And that's happened numerous times where we've killed birds like that, that didn't want to come running in, but wanted to be a part of the party. Yeah. So, I mean, it goes both ways. I mean, you'll get your aggressive ones that want to come in and fight it and jump on it. And then you'll get your laid back ones. that has been beat up that don't want to fight that still want to come and join the party
0: and do you think part of that is because uh the white the white face is a little bit less intimidating i mean it it lures them in but they're but it might it might uh, depict a bird that's really focused hard on breeding um and so it's it is uh more approachable
1: oh yeah exactly it is Um, i i think some birds you know know what. What he's fixing to do, that he's going to breed and they want to fight it. And then you'll get some that'll be like, oh, I know what he's going to do, but I don't want to fight him. But he's got the ladies. I go over there, and be his friend. Might be able to get into some of that action.
0: <laughs> so, like as Brad, would say, as Brad would say, so they're just like humans then, and that they just, they like to watch. They like to watch each other do it. (laughs) I guess. That's not just human nature. That's animal nature.
1: Yeah, but you know, you get some aggressive guys that, you know, guy comes up and wants to play with his lady, you know, he's going to get a little excited and things are going to go south.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, this is true. We've all seen that horror movies and the pornos that started that way. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I mean, it's, um, we've had requests over the years of different people to, you know, to make us certain things and we've tried to accommodate them as much as possible. And we've tried to keep an open mind, um, and but we can't we can't always do it but we do try to keep an open mind uh but with you you know we could just kind of we could just kind of tell that you were pretty passionate about it and you were pretty sure that it was going to work and it wasn't that big of a deal for us to just paint you know just paint one with a white with a white face and and ship it to you um and give it a try and we're we're really glad that we did and we appreciate you um you know to Given us that chance too, and and letting us make a product out of it and everything. And we hope that we've given you, you know, the credit that that you deserve um, along the way. And if we haven't, <clears throat> we we will going forward.
1: Yeah, it's not a big deal. You have, but you know, it's just friends helping friends. And you know, and that was a pretty nervous thing. You know, after, you know, when all that started, it's like, man, they've mastered the decoy and it's going to be hard to try to convince them to change the appearance of their decoy. But, you know, and just like, you know, when we were emailing and talking back and forth, you know, it was something that we just had to try. And I told Heath, I said, if they don't do it, I'm going to paint one myself. Yeah. But you guys, uh, gave in and said, yep, try it. Here it is. And I mean, the rest is history. And then we went to the white face, Jake. Yep. You know, and the little white-faced Jake has been a killer. That was hard in 2017, you know. 2016 was the white-faced strutter, and then 2017, you know, it was kind of hard to, ugh. I'm a strutter person. I like to use strutter 24-7, but I wanted to go back to the roots of where it all started, you know, running with a Jake and a hen. And then went back to that white-faced Jake and whew, started it off in Alabama and, whew, we worked them over pretty good. You know, every time we bust it out, we kill birds with it, it seems like.
0: Right on. Yeah, we we have <clears throat> we have some customers that just don't hunt with a strutter or never never have and just don't even know what they're missing.
1: Uh, the strutter is a fun thing to hunt over, you know, and a lot of people say, well, I've had birds, I've used a strutter, uh, you know, I've had birds come in and I've had birds run off from it, but you got to remember the quality of decoy that they're getting on them other ones versus your guys's. I mean, it's night and day. It looks like the real deal,
2: man. I tell you what, um, that's, that's awesome to hear you say that. I mean, um, I, but I, I have to agree wholeheartedly with you in that, I've heard that all the time. You know, people who are hesitant to use a strutter say that, that they've had bad experiences with other strutter decoys. And I'm a big strutter advocate, like you. And I'm just, I'm just not seeing it. You know, I mean, maybe, maybe once or twice I've seen some hesitation from some birds that you know maybe have had their their butt whooped, that didn't want to come into it. But I mean, the overwhelming majority of the time, I mean over 90% of the time i've had awesome success with a strutter decoy you know and i'm talking about clear you know from from the beginning of the season clear through the end too not not just you know some people will say oh you only want to use a strutter decoy during the early part of the season um you know by by midway through the season put away your strutter and just use a hen or you know use a use a jake decoy and I tell you last year we were killing birds. Well we killed my brother killed a uh, a real nice Tom on the last day of the season over that strutter decoy. I mean it was it was effective from day one you know through 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 the end of our season, which is May 31st. you know we have a pretty late season.
1: Yeah, and that's how we are and you know and the strutter the best the, the most important time to be using it is later in the game you know Uh you put that strutter out there and them hens your hen decoys with it you know a bird comes out i mean he knows right there there it is you know a lot of the birds have already been bred by then it's like hey here he he's on to something let's go check it out you know nine times out of ten it works every time but you know just like you said every once in a while you'll get a bird that'll hang up that just isn't feeling it but i i i would take my chance of you know not killing one bird to go to the next spot get up move and go kill a bird with it.
2: Yep. Yeah. I'm just
0: not
1: going to put that down. I'm always going to, that's my most effective tool that I use is the strutter.
0: Right on. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I firmly believe there's a lot of birds that get killed over the strutter and I've killed over the strutter that I would not have killed if I wouldn't have had a strutter. And so, you know, you might lose a, a small percentage of birds, but you might gain as many or more that you wouldn't have got otherwise. And, the ones that that I've had decoy in that I'm pretty sure wouldn't have come to another decoy were um, bigger, more mature birds. So it's a win-win. Exactly.
1: And you know we our season goes to May 31st too, and you know we shoot a lot of birds in those last two weeks with the strutter.
2: Uh huh.
1: I mean that's where we back down to usually one just a strutter and one hen decoy, and I mean it's like magic. Yep. Right on. But this year, you know, now I'm gonna have to try the little mini Jake out, the little mini strutter. Oh, the yeah. white face. Seeing, you know, and I love the running gun. And you know, a lot of people say, Oh, it's bulky, you know, it's big. Well, I'll roll six hens and a strutter with all my stuff to go hunt. I mean, that don't stop me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how many how many how many D S D turkey decoys do you own? <laughs> I got fifteen. 15. Well, and I remember hunting with you
0: and we had to walk quite a ways and you just got these things over your shoulders and you're carrying so many of them. And I'm like, "Jeez, give me some of those decoys. You know, I, I feel like I was carrying a blind or something else or whatever. And you're, and I remember you telling me, you're like, Dave, don't let me get lazy. And I remember exactly. I, that made an impression on me because I realized that, yeah, that you take pride, pride in that and hard work. And you don't, you know, you don't want to be always take the easiest, the easiest route that's exactly right
1: yep i mean that's how we roll i mean we you don't want to get lazy right out of the gate you know and i get a lot of people here let me carry a couple of those nope i got a routine i got a system i know exactly how i got to do it
2: i got purple drank pulsing through my veins right now give me those decoys fueled by purple drink that's what keeps you young (laughs) though too you know
0: what i mean you got (laughs) to use it use it use it or lose it right exactly
1: and, you know, there's lots of times that uh, there are not lots of times, but there are times that I'll go out and I'll put eight or nine hens out with the strutter and I'll do that all by myself, you know, carry all those bow if I'm bow hunting, shotgun, if I'm shotgunning, it's not a big deal. And it's even funner when you got to carry the bird out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll bet. And then, or in the case of hunting with me, sometimes you have to, um, run down the bird too and kill it with your bare hands. Yep, done that before, <laughs> <laughs> and then carry it out, right? You're exactly right.
2: All the more reason to be jacked up on purple drink. Yeah, exactly. It and is. Then,
1: That's what gets you jacked up. Once you drink that purple drink, I mean, you are jacked. <laughs>
2: then you're just ready for action. <laughs> hey, hey the- real quick, for those who don't know what purple drink is, our buddy Matt here introduced us to grape flavored Rockstar, which has um, per 16 flu ounce can. Like 240 milligrams of caffeine and I can't remember, 120 grams of sugar or something. I mean, you drink one of these things and you are jacked. And it's delicious, too. Like it is it's, it is
0: like the most delicious thing you've ever drank in your life.
2: <laughs> it
1: is. I mean, we are hooked. And that's <laughs> that's what gets us through season. You know, when you're doing it every weekend, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, running guys – i mean those are long days and you know when we go out a lot of us times we go out dark to dark we don't get to come back you know because we're running the gun and we're trying to kill birds and those are long. and then when you get back and then you sit back and have a few beverages and then it's like whew, man, four hours we got to get up and do this all over again so <laughs> that's why we always have a cooler of those
2: yeah yeah good thinking now do you start off first thing in the morning with a purple drink first thing yeah Hey. There's
1: no coffee in the springtime, you know, during turkey season. That's purple drink.
0: Yeah. You That's how you start the morning com- off. You probably <laughs> wouldn't combine the two.
1: No, you'd really be jacked up.
0: You know, we were, just, we were just having a conversation today about the times that we have ridden in trucks with, with, guys, with guys from Kansas <laughs> who, <laughs> who drive at 70 miles an hour on wet gravel roads while texting and we
1: roll on gravel.
0: Yeah, and the thing is is that nobody dies or nobody gets in a wreck or anything like that. Like how do you guys have that ability? Because if I were to do that one time we'd all be dead. That truck would be rolling like 13 times. <laughs> 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 it's
1: just a skill. I guess uh we're on gravel more than we are on asphalt.
0: And why is that gravel not slippery? Like like if we why how are you able to drive at 70 miles an hour on that gravel when it's wet? I don't understand. Well,
1: those roads are packed. And you know they they're always doing, you know, grading them so. Okay. I mean, it it, get, it gets a little hairy after they grade it, you know, cuz then it's loose gravel up on top. Yeah. But after it's been packed down a little bit, I mean, it's actually safer than blacktop in my opinion.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: You know, but you get weather, you know, ice or whatever. You know, out on the highway, people 25, 30, 35 mile an hour on ice. I'd I'd run 40, 50, 60 on gravel with
0: ice. I don't doubt that at all.
2: <laughs> with a purple drink in one hand, text messaging with your phone in the driving other. with your knee. Driving with your knee. Okay. And then
0: yep. Then remember the time that let's see, how did we do that? Um, we went out and we got ahead of Derek uh Derek and Greg I think maybe it was Derek Greg and Br- and Brad No it was just Derek and Greg <laughs> Okay Derek and Greg and we we got ahead of them quite a ways and we pulled off to the side and shut the lights off and you had a flashlight that that has red and blue lights And as soon as we as soon as they went past us <laughs> you stepped on it and we were going 80 80 miles an hour until, and then we got out onto the out onto the highway. I think you, I think you went up to a hundred because you like, you have like some kind of governor that kicked in or whatever. And it, made yep. it so we could, right we could go Right across. at hundred miles an hour. Yep. hundred miles an hour. We pull up on them and I'm flashing the red and blue lights and they, they came to almost a complete, a complete stop. They slowed <laughs> down to about 20 miles an hour. And then we went up going down into the ditch yeah that's right that's right and so we come up beside him and Derek is just like clenching the wheel just scared to death and I'm just giving him the finger and then we just rip past him
1: (laughs) we had to lead the way we were in a hurry to get to where we were
0: going (laughs) yeah that was one way that that worked out pretty good
1: yeah that was a fun time but the bad thing is that's for people not to go do that, because that's impersonating a cop. We could all got in
0: trouble. Oh wait, no, we were not impersonating a cop. I, I don't know where you got that idea. <laughs> no no, that was the that was the American flag right. Yep, that's right that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, no we I would I would never impersonate a cop, my goodness, <laughs> for anyone listening.
1: <laughs> but the good thing is when your partner is the sheriff, you can kind of get away with a little bit of stuff. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I noticed that, but, but you know what you, I remember you uh, you help him out too. Like I remember at one point you saw a guy that was, you know, like visibly impaired and everything. And, you know, he could have gone out and killed somebody or killed himself. And I remember you, you know, you called, called your friends and right away. And I, I don't remember if they did anything about it or not, but, You know, that's kind of good that you have a good relationship with with law enforcement and all that stuff, too, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. I I mean, my brother's a state trooper here in Kansas. And then, you know, he's he's a sheriff. So, you know, a lot of my friends are cops, so it's better to be on their good side than their bad side.
0: Yep, absolutely. So uh, for Kansas Premier Outfitters, like how long have you been doing that now and how do you how do you get your clients and all that stuff?
1: We, uh, been doing KPO since 2012 is when we kicked KPO off. Okay. And, uh, we didn't really, we haven't really advertised much. It's, uh, you know, we don't take very many people. We were there for a while taking a lot of turkey hunters and that was all just by word of mouth. You know, people following us on Facebook. And then when we started it, they're like, holy crap, man, them guys kill a lot of turkeys. Uh, let's give them a ring. And, you know, we never had to advertise and we got just super swamped with, uh, turkey hunters and then deers the same way. One of our other partners, Aaron Milliken, he's, uh, is one of our other partners on the KPO. And, you know, he, uh, had uh, another outfit in business and, you know, he brought a few guys over and it just all same guys every year. So, you mm-hmm. know, we don't have to advertise much and,
0: Well, that's good. I mean, and if if they keep coming back, that's a good
1: sign. Oh yeah. That's a real good sign. You know, we got a couple of the guys that'll take a year off, you know, from deer hunting, you know, say, Hey, I want to go hunt another state. That's fine. You know, we can, it's easy to uh, find somebody to take their place for that season or, you know, that year. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get a lot of guys that, you know, call us and we don't like, you know, like on our, kpo facebook page we don't even really post much on there but a lot of guys are calling and getting a hold of us
0: yeah right on and then do you you guys uh you have so many deer and so many turkeys that you you end up um getting chances to hunt yourself right for for deer and oh yeah i know you do for turkeys but i know that you you do quite a bit of deer hunting too
1: Yeah, we told we tell our guys, you know, hey, when you come, you know, we like to deer hunt too. You know, this is uh, only very few guys that we take each year. You know, around ten to a dozen guys, and same guys that come every year. You know, and they just say, hey, we know you like to hunt too, so you hunt, we're gonna hunt, we're all gonna have fun. But we try not to. We got our certain times that we hunt when certain groups are in, or you know, certain couple guys are in. We'll all hunt together. It just sucks when you go out and we end up killing one and, you know, and then they're like, Hey, I haven't got to kill one yet. Yeah. That's the only part that sucks about it. But you know, we, we tell, we told them straight up, you know, right when we first started, you know, when they book, Hey, you know, we deer hunt too. So we're going to be hunting a little bit too. And, you know, during the peak of the rut we're going to be hunting. So,
2: yeah, it's kind of like when you come flying out of your blind and you smoke a collar out of the air in front (laughs) of your clients. which dave and i may may or may not have experienced a few times (laughs) Uh, (laughs) awesome
0: nice shot dave (laughs) yeah like we always say it's we we can never figure out why they're not as excited about it as we are
2: (laughs) just staring down a a line of frowns
1: (laughs) you know i we've had that before you know uh late season mallards uh we just i just had it happen two seasons ago Everybody was just talking about that morning. Hey, man, any pintails around? I ain't seen many. Uh, we would almost shot our complete limits. There was 10 of us. We'd almost shot a 10-man limit of mallards out of the dry field. And this flock come in, and they come in so hot and heavy that they overshot us. And I'm watching Colin. I was like, "Oh, pintail Drake. I didn't say anything to anybody else. So when they come back around, you know, we got more that joined up, and they're trying to do it so we let the front half come over the top and i just i didn't say anything just jumped up shot the pintail drake and as it was falling i was like pentail drake and everybody uh yeah they all kind of looked at me funny too i was like well i wasn't gonna let that one get out
0: yeah <laughs> that well, was a bird for the wall yeah and you can't tell everybody about it because then you'll have you know the whole group everybody be it. going for that one bird yep yeah that's that's exactly like sounds exactly like collar hunting
1: seeing that's the unfortunate part about us here we don't see very many collars in our area
0: yeah yeah they're not everywhere it's funny you talk about a pintail drake like that and that's how my friends in wisconsin are too about pintails where they were like rats i mean there was just there was thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pintails and we would we'd you know we'd pass them up all day. Like, you know, we're trying to look for something more exciting or whatever. And then there were times when the limit was one or two um, and you'd you'd have no choice but to pass them up. But still they're just, they're just bombing in on you all day long and you have to pass them up and stuff. But it's just, it's always how it goes with everything. Um, You know, there might be a million of them across the country and hardly anywhere you're at and stuff. So everything's a trophy to, you know, whatever a scarcity
1: exactly and that's just like you know even shooting specs you know we shot a lot of specs this past season uh, you'd be you'd find a couple you know mixed in with Canada's, and and it's like you know when we're all buddy hunting and it's like oh, i ain't saying a word about that because i see a general in that bunch and jump up to shoot the general and forget about the Canada's, and they'd be like what's that over there oh that's that nice barred up uh, general i just shot and <laughs> And it's like we didn't even see him in there. Well, he wasn't looking too closely. Yeah, that's just like bands, you know. I'm not going to say anything to everybody else. Hey, band, band, band. You know, when they beat down in the decoys, I'm just going to
0: shoot it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Get it dead, and then, and then talk. Then about we can it. talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. Huh. So, um, back to your turkey setups. You were talking about you would face the the directions that you face the decoys and stuff. Can you talk a little bit about about the reason the reasoning behind that and how that works for you and all that
1: i've always had it you know it's just a personal personal preference and i just i've always seemed to have better luck with it faced away from me. because when you get them birds in, you know turkeys will come in you know they're best friends but then they're also they'll stab you in the back it's just like a human stabbing somebody in the back you know you think he's your best friend but then there he is knocking you out it's just <laughs> the same way with turkeys you know face it away from you when they come in usually they try to sidestep because they ain't going to go face to face most of the time they're going to jump on him on his side or whatever when he uh, i've had the best with it faced away it, they always come in there kind of like giving you a perfect broadside shot mm-hmm. right before he jumps up on him. i mean shotgun you can kill him easy with a shotgun and then when you're bow hunting you know shooting him with the bullheads, heads chop his head right there you know he's broadside to you perfect
0: and is that what you do a lot of? Is uh, the Magnus bullhead and and shoot him in the neck? I try to.
1: I try to. I always do one at least one a year with the uh, Magnus bullhead. My first one, you know, that's just to get get it out of the blood. You know, the hey, I need to kill something. Let me kill my bird first. Get him dead, and then I can. Uh, I, I'd hate to shoot both of my birds right out of the gate. Cause that'd be a long season knowing that I don't have a tag in my pocket cause I like to spur hunt. So
2: uh, oh, now you're talking my language.
1: Yeah. So shoot that first one with the bullhead, and then, you know, that'll calm the nerves. And then when I start taking everybody else out, you know, and seeing them kills, I mean, I'm good till the end of season and then I break out the shotgun and go look for spurs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just like collar hunting, but spur hunting
0: yeah mm-hmm. and then do you do you um ever hunt with uh like an expandable broadhead or shoot turkeys with your bow in the in the body
1: nope we nope. won't let guys do it here oh okay. it's just I mean too many I, I mean the kill spot on that is just so small yeah Yep. on a bird and i, I just it just sucks to shoot a bird and then it take off run off and then you can't catch it. And, uh, then it runs off and dies. Yeah. I mean, then now you just wasted a whole bird. The cool thing about the Magnus bullhead, you know, you hit him in the head. If you hit him in the head, I mean, he's done, but if you hit him in the body, he'll live to see another day.
0: Yep. It bounces right off him, doesn't it? Yeah. And if you miss him clean, you usually get another shot. Oh yeah. You know, they just kind of flinch a little <clears> bit. <but throat> they don't really know what happened.
1: Hey, yeah. I've had it happen multiple times where you know you're off just a little bit and take some feathers off and I mean he's so focused on the decoys well time to cock lock and reload yeah and then get him the second time
0: He thinks he just got spurred or something like that It kind of adds yeah. some real <laughs> realism to the, to the oh play. yeah I mean
1: he's he's more focused on them decoys you know I mean you can almost get away with murder with them It's just the quality of decoy I mean it's in my opinion they're better than the real thing.
0: Well, you have to say that because you're on the DSD podcast, but thank you. <laughs> no, I,
1: I tell it to everybody. I mean, I, 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 everybody I talk to, you know, that's, they've always said, you know, well, how long have you been using them? Well, been using DSDs since the original hard body. I mean, you guys seen them. We got them retired at the lodge.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, and we've had, we've had a lot of people buy decoys on your recommendation, and we appreciate that very much.
1: I mean, that's just how uh, when they ask a question, I mean, we tell them, hey, you want to go out here and sit here and watch birds or you want to go out there and harvest birds? If you want to harvest birds, you get DSDs. And then you can actually, you know, and watching birds come in to work the decoys, you know, a lot of that stuff out there, you know, they birds see it to shine and stuff like that. I mean, they don't want no part of it. They know. But using the real deal decoys you know dsds you get these birds in there and i mean you get to hear them spit and drum get to watch them beat up the decoys uh watch birds get on there and mate the hen decoys i mean it's awesome
2: yeah you, you know try, tur- you turkey behavior is just it, it's like it's so cool but at the same time it's so bizarre you know you mentioned before how turkeys will stab each other in the back and one of the behaviors that's always fascinated me so much is is how you'll you'll find um turkeys that they come in with a wingman or even two wingmen you know all the time two three gobblers will come in and they act like they're their best buds right i mean they're practically twins a lot of times they so they look nice. identical you know they yeah. have like the same coloration same size beard spurs etc cetera, etc cetera. um but as soon as one of them goes down and shows the slightest amount of weakness like he's you know mortally wounded or he's even just injured oh my god the other ones just lose their shit yeah you know oh yeah
1: i mean you know and that goes back to uh what was it four or five years ago we uh went out and uh it was my turn the bullhead one. there was four of us in the blind we all just went out i mean we were just bored it was like let's go shoot a turkey We go out. I missed that bird the first shot. I mean, we weren't even there 10 minutes had these two long beards come in, and I just flat missed, just flat missed. I don't know how, but I did. Well, they take off, call them back 30 minutes later. They're back in the decoys. Well, you know, four of us in the blind. It's kind of hard to move around. And it was actually my furthest bullhead kill, and it was 21 yards, complete decap. And, you know, these two guys together were best buds until i took his head off and then he thought he was all big and bad jumping on him trying to peck at his head over there laying about three foot away and (laughs) it just shows you right there you know they're they're friends why like you said until the first one shows the weakness and then it's like you're done
0: yeah well and uh, now imagine that in human terms right for a second like there's three three brothers and they walk into a bar together and only one of them gets to hit on the girls. The other, the two other brothers are just going to stand there and like flex their muscles or whatever, and try to bring attention to their brother because they know that if that, if the, if the dominant brother gets to, you know, pick up a girl, then he will pass on all of their genes, right? And mm-hmm. so now all of a sudden, the, the dominant brother's head, just <laughs> gets, <laughs> gets severed, gets severed, and <laughs> rolls onto the. Under the dance floor, <laughs> and now the two other brothers immediately go start humping the dead his body. corpse, and one well, of them blood is like,
2: spurting out his stubby neck <laughs> I mean
0: it's like why yeah, it is just so it's
2: so freaky yeah uh, it is but it reminds uh, me it reminds me of that hunt we had down at um uh Myrtle Creek club uh, yeah. the club foot hunt
0: Oh yeah yeah no, we don't really talk about that <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say though that is you know you talk about with with bullheads you either have a clean miss or a a kill and that is the one and only time that I had a um that I had a kill shot but the bird didn't die for you know, a, a good distance. I don't know how much time went by, but I apparently, (laughs) apparently turns out I barely nicked, nicked one and must've got just right a little bit in the juggler vein. And he took off and turns out he was dead, um, several
2: hundred yards away. He bled, but he didn't act like he even, he had, he had any idea whatsoever that he was injured.
0: Yeah. He just kept, he just kept humping the decoys and fighting the decoys and and all that stuff, yeah. Back to that bar scene, yeah. Some of the some of the brothers would be humping the dead brother, and some of them would be fighting like the head.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Fighting <laughs> <laughs> the <turkeys laughs> <have a mind laughs> with their own. I don't know what it is about them birds, but they have a mind of their own. Yeah. It's just
0: yeah, it's um, like primeval. Yeah. It, it's yeah. It is bizarre. Uh, and then you were talking earlier about how with the Strutter, there's a lot of people that. Said, well, I don't really like using a strutter, and you know, so I don't, so I don't use one. And probably a lot of the reason is because they just haven't used a really good strutter. And you know, I was, <clears throat> I was thinking when you were saying that 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 has been our experience with a lot of people. Just when it comes to turkey decoys in general, not so much anymore. But even, even just five years ago, uh, there were so many people that just said, oh yeah, well, it's a nice looking decoy, but you know, but they'd either say, well, why would you, you know, they've said this about all of our decoys. Like, well, why would you make a ultra realistic decoy Their, You know, their brain is the size of a, of a peanut. And then a lot of people would say, Oh, well, we've tried decoys, but we don't, we don't like using decoys. I'd prefer to not use a decoy. And my goodness, how much has that changed? I mean, now that people like, like yourself and others um, are, really having a fun time decoying birds in really really close and seeing all this this you know cool interaction and now some some of the people are finally coming around but there's still quite a few people that just don't use decoys or don't use a strutter and you know i'm sure that they will come around eventually I i hope do you think
1: oh i'm sure they will and you know and i've i've put a made a lot of believers out of them you know, yeah. using the decoys. You know, a lot of people, oh, I don't know. I I use this uh, $5 turkey decoy, you know, shoot a bird here, bird there. But then, you know, we go out and they're like, holy smokes. I didn't even know turkeys did that. Well, you know, it's just a realistic decoy. You know, and then you'll get some people to say, well, the price, the price. Well, you know what? My decoys have been shot. My decoys have been hit so hard by so many birds you know throw it around I like can still pop them all out of the bags right now and they all look brand new well and it's just a quality you know and it, it'll last you a lifetime you know if you go buy 20 30 decoys that last you a season if you can get a season out of them and you do that over time you could have just bought those and been done and you'll never have to buy another decoy again yeah the last you a lifetime you know we hunt hard you know we hunt basically two solid months and you know them decoys they in and out of the truck towed it all around through the brush and then bags you know rubbing on that's why i always put socks over their heads you know just so it don't rub and stuff like that to make the appearance look a little better mm-hmm. and it's just like you know it's if you would just you know listen to us and watch us and see what we're doing and if you want to be a part of this you know s- spend some money have you a realistic decoy that'll last you a lifetime then you will never have to buy cheap stuff again. Yeah. It's you, just like, you know, do you want to go out and buy a uh, $500 truck or do you want to go out and buy a nice truck? You know, you want a nice truck that is dependable. That's going to take you everywhere you want to go. Or do you want to just buy something that, Hey, I don't even know if this thing's going to be the other side of town. That's <laughs> exactly how it is with turkey decoys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We've actually had, um, and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing when it happens, but we'll have like a kid in college who will buy like six, you know, six Canada goose decoys or one Turkey decoy. And, you know, if you get a chance to talk to him, you know, he'll say, you know, I really can't afford, like at this point in my life, I really can't afford to be buying new decoys, you know, every few years. And if I am, I want to add to my spread and I want to take care of these decoys and have them last a lifetime because I'm, I'm not one of those people that's so rich that I can be buying new decoys every few years. And that's
1: how i've how that's how I've built my spread up you know buy a, a new one every year mm-hmm. just you know got multiple uprights multiple feeders leading hens got them all but you know there's some times that I'm gonna use them all and then there's times that you know I probably won't use half of them but at least I know where they are and I always got them now
0: yeah
2: what's the uh what's the most decoys you have set up with turkey decoys yeah a dozen. Uh huh. That was fun. Does that have just, some I good mean, drawing
1: power? I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, we killed birds over it doing it. You know, it's not something that we're going to do every day, but, you know, there's been talked that uh, between me, Heath, and a couple other buddies that we are going to combine them all together. And then we're going to go on a buddy hunt and run the whole spread, you know, just like goose hunting,
2: <laughs> which is like what 30 plus decoys? <laughs> yeah. It'd probably be around
1: 35 probably, <laughs> that, <that'd> be, <laughs> but that'd it would be awesome. You know, we'd have strutters out. We'd have plenty of Jake's. I mean, it would be something fun to do. We've talked about it every year. We just ain't done it yet. Yeah. But a dozen is the most I've ever done. And it was more of a, just a laughing game, you know, let's see if it works. I mean, it worked.
2: Yeah it would yeah. be
1: something probably early season you know where you get a lot of birds uh, flocked up still i mean i guarantee it would it would work
2: oh there's no question it works i mean turkeys are they're social birds they do you know obviously they they start to split up in the springtime and you don't see them in the mega flocks like you do in the in the winter months but you'll still see them especially early in the spring and in bunches of of 10 12 plus birds at times um yeah, I remember when, when we first started making decoys, there was a handful of of um, options for decoys. Is all you know. You would have a few a few hen decoys available in upright postures, and you know a Jake, and I don't even know other than um, a, you know a strutter decoy, a, a handful of strutter decoy poses. If there was really any other gobblers um, available. Um, just, you, you could get a, you could get like an upright hen, a Jake or, or, a or a strutter and, um, the quality just sucked. You know, your options were, were minimal. Um, and, and the, you know, the, uh, idea was that turkey hunting over decoys was something you did with, with one decoy, you know, nobody really used more than one decoy. And I remember when we came out with a turkey flock, which was a, jake with three hens and we sold so many of those the first year i mean we still do but um it's really caught on you know that you definitely um you definitely can uh put the um um what am i trying to say there's there's pulling power in multiple decoy setups for sure you know especially guys that do a lot of field hunting
0: yeah i think that um like using, you know, just like with with goose hunting, how we like to use more or less decoys than is what's commonly used. I think like with turkeys, that even besides the drawing power, it adds some realism. Because if you have, if you have eight or ten turkey decoys out there, it just it just does not look like a hunter setup. Yep. you know, it just adds some realism. It'd be, you know, I think about that all the time. Like I, I'd, I'd love to antelope hunt, you know, with a dozen antelope decoys. And if and if I ever you know, were to get another sheep tag, I definitely would make some, some sheep decoys. And, uh, and I think, I think that'd be super fun to have eight or 10 or 12, uh, you know, sheep like use and try to shoot a sheep with my bow, but I got to get another tag. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but you know, but I just mean that that also adds that realism too. When you know, going out with a single antelope decoy, uh, is one thing it's got to fool them, but man, all of a sudden there's a herd of antelope and it just, you know, at that point you'd think that they'd be pretty sure that this is at least it's the real deal, you know, same with the Turkey flock.
1: Yeah. You know, and that's what, and they're still today, you know, there's a lot of people that just one hind equal but you know, and that's, and turkeys, you know, they're not dumb birds. I mean, they're, they got a brain the size of a peanut, but they can just drive you. to literally want to pull your hair out because they're yeah. just fooling you and la la la, whatever it's just unbelievable. But, and, you know, just like now, you know, you can go out and use multiple decoys, you know, and I mean, it looks more realistic to them.
2: Yep. Yeah, for sure. I'm a big fan of, of feeding hens. You know, I think we, we kind of laid out the, the turkey flock, which, you know, is a Jake and a feeding hen and an upright hen and a submissive hen is kind of the first four, I guess, decoys that, we we would kind of recommend that, that a guy use um when putting out a, a spread of decoys. Um each kind of has its own little, you know, piece. Um but at that point, you know, people people have asked me like what what do I recommend using beyond, you know, a, a turkey flock if I was to go with, you know, more than say three or four decoys, and I love feeding hens. I mean, I'll go same out, some, way. I'll go out sometimes and I'll put out like three, four five feeding hens, you know, um, I just think that it, it gives a lot of confidence to it does. Cause birds. that's
1: what birds are doing. You know, yeah. their hens are walking, you know, you're milling. Usually you got one, you know, kind of, you know, to look out, she'll feed every once in a while, but the, you know, I'm same way. I'm two feeder hens, one upright hand with the strutter. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's like magic.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think you can ever have too many <clears throat> feeding hens.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean that's what they're doing, you know. Birds, turkeys are they mill all day long from you know until uh, even when they're underneath shade trees when it gets real hot. I mean they're still down there pecking, you know, looking around in the grass, eating grubs, uh, grain, whatever.
0: Yeah.
2: So, how is this year's hatch looking for you guys? <clears throat> Uh, you know,
1: last year it's, it's been on the decline a little bit, you know, actually Kansas is wanting to, uh, pass it to where they want to do away with the fall turkey hunting because bird numbers are down. I mean, that's not down through the whole state. It's just certain areas that are down. I mean, we're up and down. That's why, man, you, that's why we try to tell people, you know, especially first time hunters, let's not shoot jakes. Let's focus on longbeards. We will kill a long beard. You know, and sometimes we do shoot a Jake, you know, our guys, whoever that's with us, you know, never killed a bird, you know, we'll let them shoot a Jake. But those are two-year-olds for next year. Uh, bird numbers are down a little bit. You know, we, we've we seen it. And plus, you know, part of it is because of us, you know, beating them up so hard for the last 10 years. I mean, when you're averaging 50 longbeards every season, that could uh, put a damper in on things.
0: Well, I mean, the fact that you're killing Longbeard, so, I mean, that's, that's a lot better than, you know, killing jakes or hens or two-year-olds or whatever, you know, I mean, they're not going to live much, much longer after that.
1: No, and, and, and it, it's not just the hunters, you know, it's also, you know, the spring flooding, you know, a lot of our low-lying creek bottom areas, you know, that's where hens like to nest. Well, we get this heavy spring rains, you know, it floods them out and. There's the nest going, and, you know, predators, coons are a major predator to uh, turkey eggs. But, you know, and people nowadays, you know, a lot of people ain't trapping coons like they used to because there's just no price in them. You know, there's no fur market in them.
0: Yeah, and just, I don't know, just what, five, six years ago, fur market was really high, doing good, and now it's just kind of dropped.
1: Yeah, it's bottomed out. I mean, it's and you know, Heath, he's uh, he likes to coon hunt a lot. And you know, we uh, we're in a state we get to feed, you know, we feed our deer year round. And uh, I mean, it gets costly feeding the coons, you know, when you're looking through trail cam picks and you got 25 coons right there, you know, they'll eat a lot of corn.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: and it's like we don't even want to do anything because they ain't worth nothing. I mean, I just don't want to go kill it just to kill it yeah so i mean we just hope to god that you know here next year the year after you know the price will go back up on coons and we actually have some people that we let come on on a lot of our property and coon hunt you know they're eliminating it up for us and i mean they're
0: happy we're happy that's good that works out good yeah do you have a – we were just talking about this earlier. Do you have a fur buyer that um, will buy the coons whole in the round without having to put them up?
1: Yeah, we uh, – there's a couple people around here that do that. Like when me and Heath do it, we, uh, we just fill – we got a couple extra big deep freezes. And uh, we'll fill two or three of them up, and we'll leave them whole. I mean, I'm not flushing them out. I'm not doing any of that. Not skinning them, not doing none of it. They want them, we'll take them to them whole. And then when we fill two to three freezers up, we'll load them all up and go deliver them to them.
0: Mm -hmm. Nice. That's that's a great option.
1: Yep, that's the only way I'm going to do it. I'm not going to sit out there. I mean, there's not enough time in a day right now. (laughs) And I don't have time to skin out 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 coons.
0: You don't like that white, greasy... Uh, no, slash negative. Slash. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> right well, we sure appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk with us today. It was good to catch up with you. Yeah,
1: it's been a while. You know, everybody's just been, you know, we're on our normal text group, but, you know, it's just, man, it just seems like everybody's so busy, just like there's not enough time in a day anymore.
2: Yeah. I know, buddy. I feel the same way.
0: i feel the same way yeah well maybe you know what um my my goal is to eventually get some uh get a a good blacktail property locked down with enough deer where i could get you out here for you to kill a a blacktail that
1: would be awesome you know and it's getting to the point now that you know we've we've already built it up and everything and you know it's to the point now where me and Heath can start to slide away and go hunt other places ourselves, you know, where we don't have to be locked down here 24 seven. Right on. My big thing is I I definitely, I'm going to take you up on it. Like we talked about when you guys were here, Turkey, hunting. I'm at some point I'm coming out there to the West coast to shoot some lessers with you. Oh yeah. That would be a blast.
2: Yep. Yep. It's an open, open invite man we got no shortage of them
1: yeah seeing the pictures and everything and it's just cool to shoot them little guys
2: yeah i mean we're talking we're talking cacklers we're talking little teeny teeny west coast cacklers yep
0: yep and you know what matt is uh we we have a lot of people from across the country look at look at those and they're just like so enamored with with them they're just like this little miniature goose and stuff and a lot of people assume that we since we you know we live right where they where they winter that we are kind of tired of them or not not as uh as you know awestruck by them but i i am and i know brad is too i mean we still just love those things they're they are just amazing um and the you know every once in a while i'll get one with a neck collar the neck collars are cool but the the birds are just so pretty and they're just they're just so they're so amazing and yeah i think i think you'd have fun and you would definitely have some birds. That you would want to get mounted because they make great mounts too.
1: Oh yeah, that's the goal, you know, to get six or seven, eight of them all mounted up on one pose. That's the next big one.
0: All right. You know, we get guys
1: around here where we'll go out and uh, they'll be like, we'll go out and shoot honkers, and uh, you know, and I'll, I'll crack off right at first thing in the morning and say, I'm not shooting any big ones. I'm shooting all little geese today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's times that I'll let birds go, you know, where I won't shoot because I'm focused on shooting little guys. And plus, they're a little easier to clean than them big old giant. Uh, you know, I was
2: just <laughs> yeah. going to I was going to make a comment about that. I love shooting and decoying, you know, big, big birds, but I hate cleaning them. My God, man, honkers are the worst.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're tough, but you know we've kind of got a routine. I mean, it's pretty easy. We get everybody together, and just you can knock them out. Usually, I'm on the flaying side, so you know I don't have to peel them back. I can just cut the breast. I'm pretty quick at cutting breasts. so that's usually my job.
2: Right on. Well, well, you you, in my opinion, you're getting the better end of the deal if you're on the flaying side with oh with yeah. that's why
0: I that's why I stay on that end. <laughs>
2: Good call, buddy. Stay so, on that end.
0: So do they yep, call you, I, do they just call you the breast man? No. Usually oh. they're like
1: uh <laughs> you wanna trade? No, my fingers my, my hands are sore. Yeah. I know. just gotta stay to the knife. Yeah. The next thing we need to get you boys back to we need to get you guys here to deer hunt.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I I I truly would love to do that. It just hasn't quite quite worked out yet, but um, you know, I used to hunt Wisconsin, uh, quite a bit. I've hunted there seven, seven times, uh, on my buddy's farm and I don't really have the opportunity to hunt there anymore. Um, uh, or well, um, I don't really have an open invite anymore. So it's got gotta there has to be room. There's more people hunting there now. And, and, uh, I, I really miss hunting whitetails. I really love whitetails and, um, I love, they're great eating. They're so pretty they come out actually walk around once in a while during the daytime um, compared, oh, yeah compared to blacktails which is which is really nice and there's so there's so many of them like um, I just love everything about them so yeah I'd love to love to come out and and do that if we could you know work it out one of these years
1: yep we definitely need to you know just, just like uh, this past fall for me you know I hunted three sets passed 21 bucks or 22 bucks, killed the 23rd buck. Wow. And I didn't even start hunting until October 31st and wow. passed a good one that night. Man. And then I killed mine, uh, eight forty five that, uh, November 7th, <laughs> that Wednesday.
2: So you, you passed on 22 bucks in one week, basically. Yep. Three hunts. <laughs> oh man. And
0: now, now let's put, to put things into perspective black <laughs> blacktail hunting over my decoy this year. Um, and I did 16 sits uh, on the 16th sit, I killed a buck uh, over my decoy and I would go plenty of times in that I'd go three days in a row without three or four days in a row without seeing a single deer. Oh, that and makes for I, a long day. Yeah. Yep. Just, uh, and I was getting tons of night nighttime pictures, of multiple shooter bucks and uh, it just could not get them to come out during the day where they would see my, see my decoy. Scott here, uh, he, he had a little better season, <laughs> season than me as far as, uh, the number of bucks that he saw, but you know, that's, that's what happens. He was hunting in a little bit more wooded area where the deer are okay with coming out. Uh, during the daytime, but I was trying to get them to see that decoy, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. learning experience. It's, it's kind of fun trying to figure out how to kill blacktails over the, over the decoy. So yeah, that's, that,
1: that's another bucket lister right there. Love to shoot one of them. Yeah. Need one for the trophy room.
2: Yes, Whoa. you do. Yeah.
0: Right on. All right, Matt, well, we'll let you get back to your life and we appreciate you talking with us
1: sounds good my friends you guys uh pimps and uh we'll talk to you guys shortly
0: <laughs> all right all so- right buddy sounds good we'll see you
1: all right yep see you guys